All right, in the uh, book of 1 Kings, chapter number 18, and we'll begin tonight in verse number 25, and we'll just start there and we'll read down till we stop. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bullock for yourselves, and dress it first, for ye are many, and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under And they took the bullock which was given them and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. It came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry loud, for he is a god. Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is in a journey, or peradventure he sleepeth, and must be awaked. They cried aloud, and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets, till the blood gushed out upon them. It came to pass when midday was past, and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. There was neither voice nor any answer nor any that regarded. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar. He repaired the altar of the Lord which was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob and to whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar, as great as it would contain two measures of seed. But he put wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces, and laid him on the wood and said, Fill four barrels with water. And they poured it up on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran round about the altar, and he filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench And when all the people saw it they fell on their faces and they said the Lord the Lord he is God the Lord he is God and Elijah said unto them take the prophets of Baal You listen to this. 
And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. And Elijah said to Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, Tonight, it's a great honor and privilege that we have to come to the throne of grace once more. Father, though we've preached many, many, many times, God, we've never preached this night. And I feel a great need tonight in my heart. God, that you would be our preacher for the next few moments. God, I can't do anything. I know what I am, and I know what I I can do, which is nothing. But God, I know through you and by you, your word has power. And I pray tonight that you would bless the preaching of the word. And our Father, you would speak to every heart. And Lord, at the end of the service, when we have said the last amen and we file out these doors... God, that we will know that we've been in the place of God. I pray that you would save sinners, bring home cold, indifferent, drifting uh, saints, God, that are uh, used to have fire but now have ashes. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would bless this church. I drive by it often on the way up to get mother taking her to the doctors, and I always pray for Brother Tom as we drive by. And I ask you to bless him, Lord. Encourage him, Father, and build him a church. God, that you might get glory. For everything you do, we'll thank you and we'll praise you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I preach tonight, I want to thank you for the invitation. I mean that. I feel very honored tonight to have been asked to come and stand here in this sacred place and open up this book for a little while and share my heart. I thought today that I wish I could have preached last night and uh, in front of Michael. He is a preaching machine. I mean, he's like a, a machine that you plug in and he just preaches, Amen. And I thought if I could have preached first, then I wouldn't have been as nervous. Because I know that Brother Michael, he always fires the big gun, don't he? Amen. But today the Lord began to stir my heart very early today. And I got to thinking about the subject, where is the fire? Where is the fire? And I got to reading in the Bible and I was reminded here in the Word of God about a time when the prophets of Baal began to pray and they were praying that uh, their God, little G-O-D God, would send down the fire. But uh, after they prayed and they prayed and prayed and cried and cut themselves with knives and lancets and, and whipped themselves sore, the Bible said there was no voice because there was no God. Amen. And I began to think about that subject, where is the fire? 
You know, tonight as we gather here, I, I would like to say that back in August, beginning in August, I preached uh, five weeks of revival and then our church had our homecoming revival. And one thing that I'm noticing around the country, around our state, is that we, our churches are, are dropping off uh, but one of the things I notice, places that once had fire don't have much fire anymore. I mean to tell you, there's hardly enough fire to warm by. I was thinking today that, you know, in uh, they've been a lot of revivals I've been in that uh, I, was, uh, I was happy when it ended, amen. I, I mean, it was rough sledding from start to end, uh, and when it was over, I was about as happy as they was, amen. But I thought today that what is revival but a time of rekindling holy fire? If there's ever been a time in this country that we need old-fashioned Holy Ghost, uh, heaven-sent revival. Uh, it's this day in which we live. Uh, I don't know if you listen to the news. I assume you do. Uh, but I wouldn't have to preach uh, to tell you our world uh, is in a disaster. I mean from across the world. Not an America is a basket case. And I'm telling you tonight, we need fire, holy fire that only God can bring. And tonight we're preaching first, where is the fire? You know, tonight when I think about holy fire and I think about the subject of fire and I think about the churches where there is no fire. You know, the Bible said when when the prophets of Baal began to cry out, Oh, Baal, oh, Baal, but there was no answer. Today I thought that we have in America, listen, we have some of the finest churches. Amen? We have uh, some of the best machines uh, and mechanics. Uh, we have some of the most well-trained uh, preachers and schooled uh, pastors uh, to preach to us and to preach to our churches. Uh, but you know, in many of our places, uh, there's one thing that is absent, uh, and that is the presence uh, of God in our service. Uh, well, I can tell you tonight... Uh, I can't jump that far anymore, but I can tell you tonight, uh, I've been where there is fire. Ain't nobody got to tell you when God shows up. I mean, you don't have to ask your brother how you think God's here. You believe God's here. I'm telling you, when he comes, everybody knows that God is here. But I'll tell you another thing, if he ain't here, you don't have to ask anybody about that either. And I've been where he is. I've been in places where the service did not go long enough. I mean, Brother Tom, it's like, uh, can we just uh, preach another sermon? Amen. Can I tell you a good one? I told the church last week, I said, I wish God would have called me to be a singer. Yeah. 
Amen. I do. Because you sing 10 songs, somebody out there will say, hey, brother, sing another song for me. Or somebody will request, how about you singing this song? And they'll sing another one. And then somebody else will sing one. And then they'll sing two. And then somebody else will want to sing. And before long, we've sung a lot of, ain't never been one time that I got done preaching and somebody said, hey, Brother Mike, preach me one more sermon. Preach me one more, just one more message, just one more. But the last revival was such a joy. They caught on to that after the first night. And every night after that, I'd get done preaching. On Tuesday, they held up signs all over the church that said, Preach another sermon. Come on, preach another sermon. So I started, and they put their signs away. I have been where there is real fire. Have you ever been where the fire of God fell? I mean, it came down. People started doing things and shouting. Oh, you say, preacher, we don't believe in shouting anymore. Oh, but we should. I'm telling you, we got something to shout about. I mean to tell you, we got something to sing about and shout about. If you're saved tonight, our names, whoop, are written in the book of life. And we got every reason to shout. We still got some. You say, but the world's in a bad shape. Yeah, but God's in good shape. You say, but oh, this thing's about to end. I say, hallelujah, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Today when I ran or whoever it was fired that missile over into Gaza and killed all those people and the news is talking and the war is escalating and Israel is mounting up with more forces and they're coming down into Gaza. And I thought, Brother Tom, the Bible said to me, when I see these things coming to pass... He said, lift up your eyes and rejoice. Your redemption draweth nigh. Why should we fear tonight? Why should we worry tonight? Our God is going to take care of us all because he's God. Those prophets begin to cry and weep and Pray and scream and and cry out the bell. So bell, send the fire. But there was no voice. (laughs) And there was no fire. And nothing happened. But then Elijah. But then Elijah, listen. I asked number one, where's the fire? Then you read on, you find out there's the fire. Amen. I was thinking today, whatever you do, Christian, whatever you do, church, do not let the fire go out. We cannot afford to let the fire go out in our heart and in our churches in 2023. I remember when my wife and I were first married. 
We were young and dumb. Brother Tom, you can tell. We've been married 44 years and I'm only 47. I'll pray with you shortly. <laughs> Close to that. Hey, listen, I'm so blessed. This year I got Medicare and Humana. Can somebody say a hallelujah right there? Amen. So that tells you how old I am. But I remember when we first got married, we lived in a little old house and we had a wood stove and we would cut wood. Anybody ever have a wood stove in your house? And I can remember when I'd leave for work, I'd say to that little girl, I'd say, whatever you do, don't let the fire go out. Don't let the fire go out. I think we burned about 50-some fire uh, loads of firewood that winter because she just kept a stoking the fire. She just kept a putting the wood to it. She was not going to let the fire go out. Can I say to you tonight, dear friend, whoever you are, don't let your fire go out. Don't let the joy leave you. Don't let the shout leave you. Don't let the excitement leave you. Don't let the joy of serving the Lord leave you. I believe tonight it's like you can't just put wood in a wood stove one time a year. Just like you can't go to church one time a year. I don't know about you, Tom, but we got, we got people up our way that are called like Easter lilies. They only bloom on Easter Sunday. My pastor one time, I tried to mimic him and I got in trouble. One Easter, he said at the end of the program, he said, and for some of you dear sweet people, I want to just go ahead and wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Michael, I thought that was so cute. I thought, I, I did that one time. It ought so cute. <laughs> I found out that poinsettias do not like to be confused with Easter lilies. They're like, Duh. they got, some of them got a little irritated about that. And they're like, why'd you do that? I said, because I probably won't see you till, now, till Christmas. Amen. But what I'm saying is you can't just maintain that fire one time you got to keep adding fuel to the fire you got to keep stoking up the fire listen you got to take the ashes out and put the wood in ashes out wood in and best thing you can do is just keep fueling the fire don't let your fire go out in your heart and please don't let it go out in your church can I tell you one more quick little story? Growing up, we were poor. Anybody else in here grow up poor? I mean, we was, we was poor, but we didn't know we were poor because all my neighbors were poor like we were. I mean, none of us up that holler had much. Now, I remember our house had a coal stove. Not wood, but coal. And it was a warm morning stove. That's the stupidest name anybody could ever give a stove. Because in our house, Brother Tom, when you got up in the morning, it was not very warm. 
Amen. I can remember Mama calling us down from upstairs and she'd say, Hey, Michael. She called me Michael. She's only once allowed to do that, Michael. And, and she'd say, Hey, Michael, get up. It's time for school. And I'd get up and that linoleum floor sounded like walking on thin ice, cracking and popping. But my mama, God bless her little heart, she'd have that door open on that stove and she'd have a big poker down in there poking that thing and shaking out some ashes and poking down the fire. And you know what happened? You'd hear that thing start a sucking air and the stovepipe would turn right real red. And all of a sudden we went from no fire to a lot of fire. Can I tell you tonight, some of you all, I can tell by looking at you down underneath some of that old dead wood and some of them old ashes in your heart, there's still a spark down in there. There's still a fire down in there. There was a time that you enjoyed serving God. You said this brother, Thomas Brothers, a young Christian, that's why he was so happy to stand up and testify. He ain't learned yet you're supposed to sit there and act like, act like you don't want to be here. Amen. He's still enjoying being saved. But I believe down inside of you all, there's still a little ember of fire. And all you need to do tonight is let God breathe on it and stir it up and shake out some of the dead ash and get some new fire, some new breath in you. And who knows, you might give one of them little whoop, one of them little shouts of your own. You say, preacher, I used to shout. Well, why did you quit? I used to testify. Well, why did you stop? I used to go pray. Why did you stop? Hey, y'all know what revival is? You say, well, that's when the church gets together and they have church for four or five nights and they go down there and they sing and they preach. And then it, no, listen, revival is to revive you. It's to give you some new life down in that old cold heart and stir you up and get the joy back in your heart and the it's like it's like an old gray-haired mama slipping in there and punching down the fire and stirring up the fire and putting a little bit of new wood or coal and all of a sudden woof that thing will catch up I'm telling you tonight where is the fire in 2023 I was talking to church, uh, what is today? Tuesday, Sunday night. And Michael was preaching about when the disciples were on the Emmaus Road and Jesus talked with them and, and they conversed and they got down there and they said, come on in the house. And he did. And, and he was talking to them. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, I know who that is. And whoop, he was gone. But they said, did not our heart burn within us when he reasoned with us the Scriptures? Last night we were preaching on that and we was talking about, y'all, some of you, this is going to hurt you, but do y'all ever remember when people got happy? I mean, they got happy in church. Looking around tonight, some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Amen. I mean, when they get happy, some of you are old enough to know what it means to get happy. 
That don't mean that they got happy because they won the lottery or uh, got happy because gas went down 10 cents a gallon. That means because they got in church and they got to singing and people got to testifying and the fire started boiling up in them and you could see it in them. They'd start getting excited and in a little bit they would erupt out of their seat and they would shout and they would holler and they would scream. I'm seeing them, Tom, run till they was out of breath, shouting the victory. You know, tonight you can get happy. Let me look. Hey, Tom, some of them I don't know if I get much hope. <laughs> Amen. Look, you want me to point out a couple of them? <laughs> you know, we used to be happy. Man, I've preached in revivals where nobody's happy. It's like the only time they get happy is when you say, well, in conclusion. Then it's like, okay, <laughs> time to go. Amen. Listen tonight, we need fire. I was thinking today about when there was no fire. Where is the fire? And then I see that there was fire. When Elijah, after the prophets of Baal had prayed, 450 of them, they're praying, and they're cutting themselves, and the Bible said blood was gushing out of them. They prayed the evening sacrifice, and they couldn't get no answer. And Elijah, he said, okay, can I, can I paraphrase here? I'm like, I, I'm like hillbilly talking. I'm like, okay, boys, get out of the way. You're about to see something you ain't never going to forget. Amen. Because he said to the people, come up here close. Get up here close to me because I want you to see what's about to happen. And the Bible said that he cut the bullock up and placed it on the altar and sent them in. They got four barrels of water. And he said, go get four more barrels. And they did. And go get four more barrels. And they did. And water ran and dripped off the sacrifice and filled up the trench around the offering. And then he said... He said, okay, Lord, Lord God of Israel, Jacob, Israel, and that other guy, who was it, Michael? Abraham. I knew that. I just said if you did. And he said, let them know that thou art the only God in Israel. And you know what happened? The fire fell. Do you all su suspect that they were looking at each other saying, is that fire or not? Can I tell you tonight when God gets in the place, when the presence of God gets in the place, you'll know that he is here. Last night or Sunday night, we had a little lady, Sister Dolores. She's a shouting woman, but she's been sort of subdued. And we preached about getting happy and how it used to be and Right near the end of the service, I heard something back here. I heard somebody back there going, Well, glory, 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 glory. Well, glory, 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 glory. Well, glory, 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 glory. Or something like that, wasn't it? I couldn't really understand. I thought she was talking in tongues at first. Uh, 
but she's like, glory, 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 glory. And she's in right behind Brother Ron. I look at Ron. He's all happy. Them girls are all, I wish some of that rub off on them girls. And them girls was all happy. And she was shouting and she was jumping up and down. She's about this tall. And she just praising God and shouting. I thought, thank God for the fire. We got down to the door. She is leaving after she finally wilted down. And we got to the door. And I said, Sissy, you got a little excited, didn't you? She said, well, praise the Lord. Well, there it went again. Praise the Lord. We stood there in the door. She's a jumping up and down and she's a shouting. And I said, God, give us a little bit more of that. You know, I believe tonight that every saved person has fire in their heart. We just won't let it go. We just don't turn it loose. But Elijah prayed, and the Bible said that God sent down the fire. And it picked up all that sacrifice and all that water and those stones and all that dust, and he just licked the place clean. Oh, tonight, friend, listen, when God gets in the program, business picks up. You can have the most beautiful sanctuary. You can have the greatest choir. You can have the best preacher. But if God's not there, you don't have much. Brother Tom, I told someone the other day, I said, some of the best singing I ever heard was not the best singing I ever heard. They're like, what do you talk? What do you mean? I said, some of the best singing's not the best singing I've ever heard. I've heard some good singing. Some of the best singing was just being in a service in a prayer meeting and a dear little saint of God just stand up at her seat and just start singing. One of the best, best songs I ever heard was in the hospital. I was walking down the hallway and I heard a voice come out of a room. And this little voice said, hey. <laughs> I backed up and I looked in and she said, hey. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, are you a preacher? I said, yes, ma'am, I am. She said, come in here. I went in. She said, get a seat. And I sat down. She said, let's sing. And I said, why do you want to sing? And we started. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. And the morning breaks eternal bright and fair. I got that far. She took the lead. She started singing, and I sat there and wept while she sang. And when we got done, Michael, she shook my hand and said, Thank you, preacher, and I left. I've never seen her since. But one day when I get to heaven, I think, I think she's going to say, Hey, are you that preacher? I say, Yeah. she said, say, Come over here. Sit down. Let's sing one. We're saying, when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound. Some of the best singing I ever heard wasn't because people had great harmony, wasn't because they were schooled in music, it's because they had fire in their heart. Don't lose your fire, all right? Don't lose the fire. You say, I haven't had no fire for a while. That's why, I believe that's why we have sermons like this. 
Y'all go ahead and get your piece of paper and write, preach one more sermon. I'm going to be done here. Because I got three more tonight, okay? Amen, don't be scared. <laughs> Amen. Listen tonight. Don't lose your fire. Let God stir up the fire. Revival is getting life again. You know it? Vive means life. Re means again to have again life, to have new life back in your body. That's why we have revival, that we could get the fire. Sometimes I, I ask, I just think, I look at people and I ask myself, where's the fire? You know, Michael, you preach out a lot. And you're like, where's the fire? I, I've, I'm preaching so hard that I'm about ready to pass out and I'm looking around and I'm like, where's your fire? Where's the fire at? I mean, where can somebody at least say amen? Can somebody at least say seek him, preacher, or something? Can somebody, well, can somebody just look interested? That would be a big help, wouldn't it? Just look like you're enjoying it. Yeah. Why do I have to do that to make you all smile? Amen. You just, just, just enjoy get the fire I believe there's a fire in all of us some of us is afraid of that fire and some of us have just kind of let it get smothered out tonight if, I, if I'd ask you where's your fire and then we could tell you there's the fire and he can help you I want you to bow your heads with me